Sister, sister, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Hi, this is Tammy. And this is Anjali, and we are the podcast with sisters. sisters. Excellent. All right. Welcome. This is the first week of May. And the first week of May is Physical Education and Sports Week. So this week we're going to be talking to Anjali since she is our physical ed person and our sports person. So Anjali, I would like you to start off. You told me you have some statistics from WHO or the World Health Organization on children and movement. Yes, it's actually adults as well. So all of us need to move. Obviously, movement is passion for me. Yes. And I wish to share it with the world. So on that note, surprisingly, 28% of adults 18 and over are not active as of 2016. So that's, that was quite shocking to me. Do they have a, um, just out of curiosity, what they consider active and not active? Is there a specificity of what that is? There is. There is. So at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity per week. So anything so below that is considered not active? Is sedentary. Exactly. Yeah. So if I only do CrossFit three days a week, I'm considered sedentary you are considered not overly active and gotcha. you still you're still active got you but i'm not sedentary correct okay okay perfect so that's 150 minutes of moderate activity or 75 minutes of vigorous activity is considered yes. active anything yes. less than that is considered not active exactly okay perfect perfect so that's adults 18 and over. That's actually a quarter of the world's adult population. 1.4 billion adults are insufficiently active in the world today. Okay. That is a lot of people that are inactive. It makes me want to go out and walk my dog and ride my bike when we are done with this. <laughs> well, and surprisingly in high income countries, it's actually increased by 5%. And due to workloads, stress loads, the need to have downtime and downtime not being an active, but being a sedentary activity, it's quite an issue. So my knitting, that's my issue. Well, if you were on your treadmill while knitting, I would poke my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, levels of inactivity are twice as high in high income countries compared to low income countries. So high income countries, we're not doing too well. Why is it that low income countries are more active than high income countries? Well, in studies, it looks like the labor that, that is done as far as the jobs that we choose, college-educated human adults tend to go towards office-level higher management, whereas lower income levels are farming, they're in the communities, they're working, they're selling goods, they're standing on their feet. Uh, like Petra, when I went to Petra, most of the locals 
did have what we would consider a shop, but they were highly active in the shop. These shops are outside. They're right in the middle of Petra. They set them up. They take them down every day. It's not like they have a storefront. They can't afford that. So they haul everything in, up the mountain, into Petra every day, set up their shop, break it down, haul it back. So even as what we would consider here an inactive shop owner, they are incredibly active. Gotcha. And I've seen that as well when I've I've gone to, um, for instance, when we, we go to Honduras and we look at, um, you know, we go through the city, there are a lot of people selling things on the streets. When you um, go up into the mountains, uh, there are a lot of people that are selling things. And even if they do have a storefront, they don't just stand in the storefront. They are walking around. They are showing you things. They are, um, you know, they're one of my favorite storefronts in Honduras in Copan is a tea and cacao shop that they do everything the way that the um, Mayans used to do it. Cool. And so she's always moving around. She's grinding everything for you as you know, she's getting ready to make it. So there's a lot of that. So that makes, that makes sense that, that we um, have that disparity with how we are working through things. Yes, yes. And if we have active adults, then we tend to have active children, right? This is true because your children, you and Rod are both incredibly active and your children are like off the scale as far as activity goes. So this is a very, very true thing that if the parents are active, the children are going to tend to be more active. Yes, yes. And so there's a lovely organization that has started actually today, May 4th, every day on May 4th each year, they do a World Fitness Day and they do a class globally at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 45 minutes from now, if you're listening to this on May 4th. And it is called ACES. And they actually have an organization that's designated to all children exercising simultaneously, which is kind of cool on a global note, because yes. with the internet, we're all now able to see each other. We're able to be together um, and to be able to have community. Community is the biggest thing for physical fitness. Yes. It's the idea of coming together, of supporting each other. Uh, I know at our local Pilates studio, all of our clients are so in tune with each other and keeping each other accountable. And that's just, that's really where success comes from in any endeavor. So this, this ACES project, All Children Exercising Simultaneously, is such a cool coalition of getting children on a global scale to exercise together for an hour. That is, is amazing. And I know there are a lot of things locally as well. I know my CrossFit gym has a um, children's workshop that they do once a week and they split them up into, you know, younger, like four to eight and then older nine to 12 where they can actually, and they come together and they work out together. And I know for me, that's the only thing I've ever found. CrossFit's the only thing I've ever found that I have stuck with 
And it is, for me, it's the community and it's going in and it's, it's the fact that we cheer each other on, you know, everyone gets done at a different time and you cheer on everyone that's still going. And it's amazing. Yes. You can I love that. being with you on CrossFit day when I'm in Denver. Love it. <laughs> I love it when it's heavy lifting day. I love it when you're with me and it's a group day where we have to do cardio because then you can do the cardio and I can do the lifting. Yes. <laughs> the community-based exercise. You there do you one, go. I do the other. Exactly. exactly. Well, and the American Heart Association is now saying for the first time that this generation has a life expectancy as children that could be shorter than their parents. So 25 million children and adolescents ages 2 to 19 in the U.S. are overweight or obese right now. That's one in three American children. Yes. Yes. And that is a, you know, that is a statistic I use when I, when I teach uh, at Nutrition Therapy Institute is that this is something when we do life cycles and healthy aging, that this is a trend that is, that is going up, that, um, children are becoming obese, which can be partially, you know, this can be due to inactivity, this can be due to food, this can be due to a whole conglomeration of things that come together. It's time for our commercial break. I want to talk about Anchor. Anchor is the program that we use for our podcasts. And there are a few things that I really like about Anchor. One, it's really, really easy to use. Two, it feeds directly into Spotify. And finally, you can also put your podcasts on other platforms. For instance, we use Google Podcasts and we use Stitcher. We also use iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And this is great for if you have listeners that are Mac people, like my sister, like Angela, she always uses Apple. And I'm an Android person. So this allows people to get podcasts from wherever they're most comfortable, as well as in whatever operating system they so choose. Now back to the show. Yes. So in 2018, the WHO launched a new global action plan on physical education and activity that runs 2018 to 2030. Excellent. And what does this new initiative include? Well, there's four policy actions and 20 specific things that they're trying to do, one of which was ACEs, American Children Exercising, and trying to do it on a global scale now. So all children exercising simultaneously is new as of 2018, and it's targeting not only children but adults. So they have a whole concept of all the families doing it together. Perfect. And Project ACEs, um, you can actually look that up online. And I know that you can uh, see it at um, lensaunders.com forward slash ACEs. That's L-E-N-S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S.com forward slash ACEs, A-C-E-S. And they have a lot of information on that site that talks about this global initiative of all children exercising simultaneously. So that was a great WHO thing that they put forward. Yes. Um, what else has the WHO wanted to do between now and 2030? Well, let's talk about what Pilates is doing. 
because it's this week as well. This is the Sports Physical Education Activity Week, as is the starting of the month. So we have May 7th as the Pilates World Day. Perfect. And we, again, similar to what ACES is doing, we simultaneously offer workshops all day long on May 7th. And they're all Pilates based, but open to everyone. I'm doing one from 10 to 11.30 Pacific Standard Time on pelvic floor health for men and women, because men do have a pelvic floor as well. That is good to know because we always think of pelvic floor as something that is a specifically more of a female thing, but that makes, that makes sense. They're still the same groups yeah. of muscles. Yeah. Um, are you doing that locally? Are you doing that as one of your on, live online? Sessions? It'll be live online. It'll be live on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. So, yeah. So yeah, I will be joining you for that. Um, since that, and that is 10 to 1130 AM Pacific time yes and that is this saturday may 7th exactly 2022 perfect yes. perfect i love it so we've got pilates world day how how does pilates help you've mentioned community but how does pilates help both adults and children with activity and lifestyle Yes. Yeah, so the, the great thing about Pilates is it really does uh, play to the masses. I have scoliosis clients at the age of three. We have clients up to the age of 95. Oh my goodness. Yes. Who after COVID, we now go to their houses. If they're 90 or older, we do an in-home care um, option, but it's lovely to see that Pilates can touch so many different genres of people in so many different ways, not just for physical fitness, but also for the therapeutic side. And I just, I loved working with kids when we did our movement therapy for children course. So I wrote that back in um, 2005 and we did studies within the elementary schools starting with autistic children and then we did general public as well but with our artistic stud autistic studies it was we would come in different times of the day during different activity points and see what was the best timing wise for them noting that when we came in before lunch there was a lot of um, a lot of activity and a lot of stimulation around them and we came in and we were able to calm their systems. Uh, the two hardest times for them are actually right before lunch and right after lunch, ironically, because before lunch their bodies are getting anxious about eating, they're hungry, and after lunch it's that fatigue stage. And so yes. there's two extremes for autistic children where they have too much activity going on in their brain and then all of a sudden they just want to turn off and shut down. So we were able to come in and do several studies at different times in different places in the room, different places in the schools, and found that the breathing techniques were hugely important for their nervous system. Yes. So, you know, Pilates on so many different levels, not just the pelvic floor, but breathing, being able to relax, being able to get into neuromuscular re-education. There's so many different ways that we can come in and help people. And for children, 
and on the autistic scale to have that relaxation. We did it right before test day as well. So we did it an hour before their test times for half of the, the students that were autistic. And we did not do the Pilates study with the other half that day. And the first time, these, this group was really shown as, as far as their testing, showed totally different scores when it came to the ones that did the breathing techniques. They were able to focus. Their scores were much higher. Um, across the board. So just the act of breathing that you can learn from Pilates. That's amazing. And these studies in this course that you wrote, uh, was who did you write this, this course and do these studies through? So this was with Team Pilates, with my organization. And I did it with a psychologist out in New Mexico as well as a physical therapist in Great Falls, Montana. So we had three different venues going. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. These are, these are amazing results. And I mean, not only with autistic children, but this could probably help with, you know, focusing children in general, um, could help with, uh, potentially if you looked at ADHD mm -hmm. children and how it can help them to focus, because I know that there is, there are focus issues when it comes to testing and in classroom situations with um, ADHD as well. Absolutely. Good. Yes. Yeah. So physical fitness and physical education is an important part of the school system and an important part of every adult's daily life. And I know they're cutting a lot of physical education from schools. Mm -hmm. So finding another way to get it in, um, whether it's it's after school activities, whether it is, you know, even even just saying, hey, as a family, after school, before we eat dinner, we're going to go for a run or in the morning before we go to school, we're going to go for a run or we're going to go for a bike ride or something like that, that can, you know, even I would think if it's 10 or 15 minutes. Well, and it's family change. time, right? Yes. Mother as well. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's celebrate Physical Education Day today, May fourth, and let's celebrate the month. Yes, and let's celebrate Pilates on May seventh. Yes, this is a wonderful week. This is a great thing to get out there for people to um, understand. So thank you so much because you have always been so physical so athletic um i was on the opposite end of the spectrum i was marching band was my athletics you have your treadmill in front of your desk to work so you I, are doing well i do i do and i've been doing crossfit for about a, a little over 10 years which has helped you know immensely getting me out and getting me active and I do notice if I'm not active if I don't do after doing this for over 10 years if I don't go to CrossFit or I don't walk the dog a couple times or I don't ride my brand new bike that I bought that I I get upset I get stressed I have um you know years ago when the first CrossFit gym I went to closed down um, Oz was actually here and Andrea was here. It was over the summer and oh, yeah. I got the text in the morning and I just sat down and cried. 
And both Oz and Andrea looked at me like I was crazy. And then I looked up the gym that I've been at since that I absolutely love um, in Denver, Vantage Movement, who we're going to be talking, you're going to be talking to the owner next month. One of yes. the owners of Cross of CrossFit Vantage, which they were now Vantage Movement, home of CrossFit Vantage, and I remember finding them and going and fell in love with that gym. And when I found them online, Andrea was so excited. She's like, "Just stop crying, please. Get in the car and go away." <laughs> so I do know that it has, you know, physical activity as an adult has definitely increased my joy of joy of life. Yes. Well, join me on Saturday. I will be joining you at 10 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Yes. yes. And Pilates. Team Pilates is what you want to search on Instagram. We'll be live. Team Pilates on Instagram. I will be there with you. I will be celebrating National Pilates Day on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific with you. Nice. Well, thank you, sister. Yes, thank you, sister. This has been a wonderful discussion of physical activity. As always, we appreciate everyone that's listening in with us. Thank you so much and have a beautiful and active day.